As always, we want to thank our sponsor, the Norden Group of Salt Lake City. Why do portfolios of large institutions, endowments, and pensions look so different than the portfolios of high net worth individuals and families? The philosophy at the Norden Group is that you should invest your portfolio like an institution. This approach leads to complete transparency. Some key questions to ask yourself. What do I really own? How much am I paying in fees? What costs am I paying that are not disclosed? Would I be better off in a low-cost index fund? At the Norden Group, we conduct what is called a portfolio audit, which can help reveal these and other important details. Call us to set up your appointment. Investment advisor services offered through Townsquare Capital LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Townsquare is not affiliated with any other named entity. Well, thank you, as always, to uh, the Norden Group. This is going to be a really good episode. This is one that Dan has probably put more thought into than any other episode. Is that fair to say? Well, I've I've studied it a lot, but actually, like putting down what I was actually going to say, I didn't spend a whole lot of time into that. But okay. I, it's one I'm really excited to address because I think it's probably one of the most beneficial and important topics we could talk about that would actually make you a better athlete so gonna Uh, be good we also had a a great nike race yesterday we're going to talk about i have an interesting little update on one of my projects um but we do want to start um with the sad news that many of you heard that utah cycling legend uh kyle brown um uh, passed away a few days ago after a, a, a long battle with bulbar als which is a really hideous disease um, Kyle was a colleague of mine for about four years, a competitive cyclist, really awesome guy. He was involved with uh, the Davis uh, Nike team, I believe. Yeah, the, the Shepherds know him, and we have some riders out that yeah, way that, few, that probably I, have worked I, with them. I know a lot of Maybrid riders probably knew Kyle. Uh, his his funeral was, um, was yesterday. We just wanted to highlight that. Um, ALS is a really, really awful disease. Um, Kyle's son, uh, Lance Brown, is running a... Um, uh, GoFundMe to raise a little bit of money for ALS uh, research. Um, I've put that in Maybird's Instagram. So if you go to Maybird's Instagram page, you can donate directly through Instagram. It takes like two seconds. Um, uh, we have a family connection with ALS, don't we? It was your... Yeah, my grandpa died. Your right. grandpa died of ALS. So yeah. really, really awful disease. A disease we don't understand that well, that there's not much they can do for now. Um, Kyle was... Um, a, a real trooper. He did um, an Ironman with ALS. Like he was nominated for a sports Emmy or documentary that they did about it. Um, uh, kept riding and, and running as, as long as he could. Um, and he uh, he did a, a really interesting YouTube series. Uh, he'd record videos in his car. And, uh, he actually interviewed Peter Sagan a few weeks ago when he was in, in Utah and he couldn't speak and he was having his, his wife basically translate for him um, because he'd lost his voice at that point. But um, it was really inspiring to watch Kyle uh, fight through that. You know, I can't imagine being as as cheery and and um, uh, just being as good a guy as he was going through that. So uh, we just wanted to highlight that. You know, we, we lost a really really bright light of Utah cycling this week. So um, if you can, please hop over to Maybird's Instagram. You can donate to Lance Brown's uh, fundraiser through there. And um, uh, keep uh, just keep the whole Davis cycling community in particular um, in mind over the next couple weeks. Um, on a happier note, 
we had I wasn't able to attend, but we had a really excellent Nike race yesterday for well a couple excellent a Nike couple, races. Right. So we had Soldier Hollow and and Powder Mountain. Powder Mountain. Which 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 divisions were those? Um, I believe so. I was at Division Twos with because I, I ride with Skyline, and I think I want to say it's Division Three that was at Powder Mountain, which is like Olympus Corner Canyon. Oh okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Really quickly, I forgot to note also, we have pop filters coming for these microphones. I'm noticing um, when we say P and T sounds with these new microphones, it's popping really badly. Forgive us for last episode and this one, we will have pop filters next week. I forgot to add that at the front end. But um, back to Nika, Soldier Hollow was my first ever bike race. I love Soldier Hollow. I love when it was always the first Nika race. That was like a tradition for me. Um, and, uh, uh, Yesterday went about as well as it could have, huh? Like really, really cool, cool racing from what I heard. Yeah. It was it was unbelievably rewarding and just a super super happy day for me. Uh, first of all, it was just amazing weather. Like it was it was overcast the whole day, which isn't typical for a Nike race. No. And we had like drizzles of rain. They had a slight lightning delay, so it just was great to have some cooler temps and. Um, I imagine Powder Mountain was probably the same. I wasn't there, but um, but yeah, it was just just an awesome day. And there's just like so many people that I could shout out, and 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 I want to shout said out. Last week, we cannot shout out everybody for Nike. But I, I'm going to shout out quite a few. If I if I miss something or someone just, I'm sorry. And let, let me know. We'll get you. We'll get you know. back. But um, just a super super rewarding day. And our riders did fantastic. I could, I was just so proud, so happy. And, you know, there was kind of a common theme, something that I just learned yesterday that, that I noticed it was just a general theme throughout all the races that like, you know, the riders that have been riding and, and putting in the time and doing their rides and had a good day and we're happy, you know, and the groundbreaking. Do you have research to back this up, Dan? You know, it's, I know it's kind of, kind of going out on a limb saying that, but hot take <laughs> training helps. Yeah. Riding um, makes you faster. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of guys I know that haven't been riding as much and didn't have a fantastic race. So, you know, if, if you weren't super happy with, with how things went, let's, let's get to work and make it a good season. And really quick, it is not too late to have a good season. No, it's not. Not at you all. Know, plenty of people come in especially slow for the at first your age. Too. Yeah, you guys can. You'll, yeah. be, you'll be flying at states. It's, yeah. it's not too late. It, you know, and, and obviously there's some kids that have been working and didn't have a great day, and that happens too all the time. Oof. You know, that's a tough one. But but it, it's bike racing, man. Yeah, it's bike racing. You're not having a good day every day. But yeah, like the the moral of the story yesterday was hard work pays off. Yeah, usually. Yeah, usually. <laughs> it, how about this? Uh, there will be no payoff if you don't prepare. And there's probably a good payoff if you do prepare. Yeah. Sometimes if you prepare, there's not a good payoff. Okay. But you don't even have a chance of a payoff if you don't, right? Exactly. No one's ever like won a varsity Nike race just out of the blue and be like, oh my gosh, I won? Really? It's like, yeah, of course you did. You know, like you can go look at their Strava and you'll see why they won, right? So yeah, let me just, we'll just talk about a few of the races that I thought were cool. For, so I'll start with Region 2 at Soldier Hollow. That's that's where I was at. Um just such an awesome day. Um, I'll start with uh, first the varsity boys. Um, Gabe and Oliver did a pretty typical Gabe and Oliver race where the two just kind of broke away from the group and rode 
together as brothers, you know, and it's just so cool because you look out on the distance because Soldier Hollow is pretty cool how you can see everybody and you could just excellent race course. You can just so good. You can just see two almost identical silhouettes just riding together. And and it's just it was just super cool. They just those guys are a particular case of look at their Strava and you'll see why they won. Yeah, it's 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 you know what? I don't even know if those guys have any like special God-given talent. They just work insanely hard. Like those guys ride, uh, and and have been riding like that for years. Like what you're seeing there is years of hard work. And, right? and I think, honestly, I think for them, their biggest advantage is each other. Oh yeah, just having like this built-in yeah. training buddy that can that you know you've got just this perfect person that you can push each other yeah just built into your family is just awesome it's it's really cool to see what those guys have done so bravo to them yeah um oh speaking of soldier hollow i heard that like is it the pan am classic or something what oh it, the pan american championships yeah oh are those gonna be soldier hollow i i heard a rumor i think kyson montague commented on one of my strava polls that that's gonna no be way. there so I don't know. That'd if be you, really interesting. That would be, yeah, that'd be the a Pan cool American point. Games, like, you know, Canada, the U.S., and Mexico put up some really, really, really good mountain bikers these days. Yeah, you know, it, so. It'd be, yeah, that'd be super cool. I, I got that from one of my Strava polls, so I don't okay. know. Okay. But you might look into that. I should go watch it, because that'd be fun, because I'm married to a Canadian, so there'd be a lot of trash talking, you know? Yeah. Like, it would be trash talking that I'd probably lose on the East. Those Eastern Canadians, those, those French Canadian riders, man are crazy. They're super, super crazy. Um, yeah. Okay. So they're we'll just throwing that out there. Keep so yeah. So awesome job to Gabe and Oliver. I think they're going to have a super solid season, obviously. Um, the next cool thing I want to just kind of shout out is like the varsity girls, seven out of the top 10 varsity girls were Maybird writers. Are you serious? Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. No way. I mean, Corinne Higgins got second and then, but yeah, seven out of the top 10. That's just wow. super solid. And that's just in region two. Okay. Um, the JVA race was super cool. So I think I saw this one on Instagram. Did you see this one? I, I this I is, did, yeah. this is interesting. First of all, um, miles, just friend of the podcast yeah and occasional guest host was Miles. was flying oh yeah yeah doesn't surprise me again Look he, at Strava. just flying he uh he won the race and it was it was so funny like i laughed so hard like after the race his dad came up to him and miles goes dad does this mean i get dinner tonight <laughs> <laughs> and then and then after the race you know a bunch of people were talking to him and and there are some like about four or five girls talking to him and miles had to leave. And so all of a sudden he goes, sorry, I'm afraid of girls. I got to go. <laughs> and he walked away. I am. Miles makes me so afraid for my job. I, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want, please yeah, don't compare me to Brady miles. and I were actually debating who's funnier, you or miles. Gosh, I don't. And, and Brady thought you and I thought miles. Really? So, okay. Yeah. Well, I care about Brady's opinion more than yours. So that works out nicely. So. But yeah, so Miles Miles had a very decisive win, and then and then Andrew Preston yep. came in next, and yep. then after that, good old Ben Bigwood oh, came in. Oh my gosh! And then Seth Sherrington. So the first four, no way, were all Maybird. I love it, man. Slash Skyline Riders. So I love it. Was it. Super super cool. That's a love cool bunch of guys. It. You know, and I just want to shout out Brady right there because Brady's the guy that's been riding with them for forever basically oh, yeah. and he's just done 
just been a fantastic mentor and coach and you know giving them rides places and just yeah that they could have done it with, alone I yeah mean, we've they, said that so many times like yeah 14 15 year olds are, are really not capable of independent success yeah like it's parental nice. support good coaching are all like yeah critical I, I was gonna say it's not a coincidence that those four kids happen to be so no fun. i'll say it again look at the strava yeah. Look at the Strava. So. I see those guys, especially Ben. Ben just shows up in the weirdest places. I'll be riding in the weirdest places. <laughs> Come around the corner. Oh, hey, Joe. What? what? How did you get? What are you doing? Oh, and you know, another interesting thing about Ben, he's a really good bike mechanic. Oh, dude, I bet, man. Yeah. he. When you ride your bike that much, you have to be. Yeah, he fixes. He's. I think he's never taken his bike to a shop. Good for him. He's got all the, yeah. But, he's putting shops but, out of business. <laughs> but, yeah, so shout out to Brady for working with oh, those yeah. guys. Those it's guys quite, crazy, man. Yeah, and I love hanging out with those guys. They're so much fun. Oh, yeah. I, I get dropped. That's by him I think that's one of on those the legendary cohorts you get, like Andrew and Ewan and and Sam and, and and those guys and Isaac. Like we had that cohort. We had like me and my friends were a fun cohort, like the original neighbor days. And then, you know, with these guys, I'm like, this is another just cool cohort of guys who push each other and stuff. I love to see it. Yeah, that that was super cool. And, and then just a huge, huge shout out to like the Maybird Gold group with the the oh, girls yeah. the gold girls with like with rocky and and arlie pankey coaching them um every single one of those girls had a just a stellar race like I, there's that's that's a group where there's just too many to mention them specifically oh, yeah. but that group of girls is exciting they are so fast and and every single one of them just just on fire yesterday so yeah super stoked about that um one in particular one girl in particular i i absolutely have to shout out is mccall did you hear about mccall's race i did not know so she um she won jva really and she didn't just win it she won it she won it with some pizzazz like really like the whole first lap she just rode behind um uh, a Morgan girl, I believe it was. Okay. Really, f- and the, those Morgan kids are oh, so fast. Yeah. Like if you I live was in, scared when I saw Morgan jerseys yeah. lining up, man. If you see a Morgan jersey, be scared. Oof. These kids can climb. Yeah. What else are you gonna do when you live in like, Eden, like Utah? I, I imagine it's like seeing a Colombian jersey at Worlds, where you're just like, uh oh, yeah, this is, uh, oh no. <laughs> but she rode like the whole first lap. She rode right behind a Morgan rider. Just tactically perfect. And then after the feed zone, she busted a move and created like at least a minute gap and just just one of those races where you've got the fitness to kind of do what you want you know what and and that's like world cup tactics too where you can just have like you're smart enough and and have the maturity to be like i'm i'm gonna ride behind this person size up the challenge and then decide where i'm going to attack and mccall obviously saw that she's like i have i have the measure of this other rider i'm gonna put in an attack and it worked but let me just say with mccall it's not a fluke thing she i don't i don't think anyone deserved to win more than mccall does because no. look at like, the strava yeah yeah because like mccall like for years she has just worked so I, I remember like when she was a lot younger you know obviously her parents didn't want her to like ride her bike out yeah f- far away from Fair home enough. so you would look at mccall strava map and every single road in the cove would be highlighted so she would basically go out and ride every single road in the cove to get her rides in. And I'm just like... If you're not familiar with Olympus Cove, 
Though that's not an easy ride. <laughs> it's really not. There's, you're doing some, some climbing stuff up there, man. And she has like, you know, she's just following kind of the general Maybird training plan that that yeah, I threw nothing, out. Nothing that special's going on. Yeah, there. she's just following that, but she follows it pretty diligently, and is just just wants to learn and wants to do what's right and really trying to dial in her her nutrition and just like she deserved that so much it's so awesome so i can't say enough about that okay so we just had to cut there my mom just came downstairs to give dan a late birthday present (laughs) and it's it's reading glasses because dan's getting old so um we're this this might this might derail the rest of the podcast i don't know if i can continue from here um a lot of people when they wear glasses look distinguished dan just kind of looks confused Well, the funny thing is, I didn't really realize I needed them, but that's but, usually how it works. <laughs> but you know, something's printing in the background. I'm not going to cut this though. I'm. We're gonna. So she got me reading glasses for my birthday, and Joe says he's going to get me a walker. <laughs> and he's been saying things extra loud ever since to this make is, sure. I'm looking at like the sound waves on this recording. It's like unusably loud, and there's a printer running in the background. But we'll just okay. Hang on. We'll cut back in it just a second here. I've mostly regained my composure. We're going to cut back in now. Um, you, oh, don't do that. Don't. You're not. No. It's. It's. If, if you're going for professorial, that's not where you're landing. Like, I'm. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Record, so, I didn't know I needed glasses, but apparently. That's usually how it works when you get older, Dan. <laughs> She's going to bring down a bell tone next. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> Do you have like an AARP postcard in the mail right now? Like, do you get like fifteen percent off at Golden Corral these days? Or? Uh, okay, so Nika, we were talking about McCall. I McCall, think. McCall, yeah, yeah, so, good for McCall. No, can't say enough good yeah. about her work ethic and oh yeah, just her brains and just yep. her character. Yeah, so I, stellar. I writer. was just so so happy about that. So bravo, McCall. Uh, another really cool one you were telling me about was the winner of the uh, freshman girls race from Corner Canyon. This one kind of made me smile. Oh, yeah, this was super cool. Um, Emma Daly from Corner Canyon. Ken Montague sent me a picture, I guess, after a race. He sent me a picture of her, and um, she had the letters TBY written on her leg with a marker. Facing facing her for her facing to see, her. not for other people. Yes, which just made my day. Thanks for doing that. But like I some think. dumb acronym Dan dreamed up at work one day is like actually showing up out in the world. Oh, that makes that makes me happy because that's important to me. Yeah. Um, the boys yogurt, right? <laughs> no. That's a throwback to you and shout out you and Lamprick, another guy who's probably never listened to this and never will. But <laughs> yeah, that was that was cool. Other there's some yeah. other cool oh, results yeah, um, too. Um, well, Calvin Christensen yeah, just sent say, me a, yeah, yeah yeah sent me a message that I should um, I should point out Reese Tillman had a a race where he started at like 65th and was able to climb his way back to 10th, even with a crash during the race. So that's super cool. Lots of super cool shout outs. We're obviously not going to get yeah. everybody. We'll, we'll say it again. If you're not getting shouted out today, it's not that we don't like you. It's that there are too many. of And you. if we miss something blaringly obvious, let us know. We'll get it yeah. next week. But um, And then another shout out. Now I've, I just want to shout out my own daughter. Amy. She doesn't listen to this. She doesn't listen to this. She's not going to hear it. I can hear her eating cereal upstairs, but she'll never hear this. Well, the funny so. thing is the only two episodes she's ever listened to is when she hung out while I was recording yeah. with Miles, which is kind of funny because like we talked about heat adaptation. Okay. And so 
she actually listened and she only rides in the heat now. Like she thinks that's like the only training secret out there. It's funny because there are more, Amy. There, yeah. But. I'm like, yeah, there's more. And in fact, that's like almost one of the marginal gains compared to a lot oh, of yeah. the stuff we talk about. Oh, yeah. But yeah, she always goes out and rides in the heat now. Shout out to Amy. who I mean, we may as well be shouting out LeBron. Like it's the same. This doesn't, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's someone who's here. never going but, to listen to this. So she didn't race last year because of like anxiety and stress and just she didn't feel good enough. And she... She was going through some really, really hard stuff, and she kind of has been. And um, she decided to race Nike again this year. She raced yesterday. She's been, and she's been actually riding quite a bit lately. She's yeah. Um, she had a lot of just everyone was just so nice to her and so welcoming, and she was just so nervous about coming back to a race, and just the people were just so so good to her, um, and. Like right before she she was about to race, she just was freaking out. Just didn't think she could do it. Just tell I still do it. How bad she hated racing and yep. you know and like, but her friends just were just awesome. Like Jamerson came up to her with a big tumbleweed and gave it to her as a flower and told her she had to keep it on her bike and stuff. <laughs> and Ben Bigwood just hung out with her like the whole time while she was freaking out in the. And staging, and there was like a lightning delay, a twenty-minute lightning delay, which just drugged the whole thing out yeah, even further. Not, you know? not helpful in that um, moment. <clears throat> and and like right as she was about to line up, she just got this like nervous look on her face. All of a sudden, like Joe Cochran, who's kind of one of her heroes, you know, because one of mine too, one right? of mine too, yeah, just came up and and you gave her some encouragement while she was actually like staged and. Her face just lit up. and oh, Joe gave me encouragement. My face had light up. <laughs> you know, so everyone was just so awesome to her. And she she had a good race. She went, she started at like 71st in JVB and climbed back up to 9th. And That's a really good race, yeah, man. And, and she was so happy and had so much fun. But just thanks to everyone for just being so nice to her and your patience. She's gone through some hard things lately. and Because that's, that's the thing with Nika is like, you know, a lot of people who do really well in Nika, stop riding after Nika. The people like winning a Nika race will not change your life. People being nice to you and, and making a difference there, that changes your life. You know, oh, like if you are looking for a Nika win because you think it's going to fix all your problems, like don't bother because it won't. But making friends, and I've said this before, the friends that I made in Nika are still my closest friends today. Well, this is totally off the subject, but it made me think of it. Um, like at the end of the race, it was really rainy. They were trying to tear things down really, really fast to um, just to get out of there before the lightning storm came. There was a, it was actually a Skyline rider who I don't know that was coming through like with the sweep, like the last person coming through. And, and the Bountiful coach started rallying people to cheer for this last rider coming in. And, and, I'm just like, where? what other sport does that? Oh, yeah. You know, it was, I was just like, this is just so cool. Oh, yeah, man. No, it's so the but, culture in this sport is unrivaled. It's awesome. And in, in, in driving like driving home, um, Amy Larkin sent a text to Amy saying how she had a good race. And Amy just screamed. She was so excited. There you go. It was just so just I just want to thank everyone for the oh, yeah. support and the awesomeness. And um, and. But the most exciting race of the day was Joe Reinhardt's. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, wow. He started the, the very back, did a gargantuan. Because Joe Reinhardt reminds me a lot of Nike Joe. 
Yeah. yeah. Whoa, ooh, that's not a compliment. Oh, <laughs> gosh. You're supposed to say nice things, Dan. <laughs> no, he's just got so much drive and spirit and willing to push and work. Just... Watching him race is interesting because watching Joe Cochran race is like watching surgery. Like it's it's extremely precise and, and, and like very well. Watching Joe Reinhardt race is like watching like a chain, like it's like a chainsaw versus a scalpel approach. Like I love watching him do everything because it's awesome. Like well, it puts his heart and soul. It's like I'm 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 doing like I'm connecting like chainsaw monster trucks in my mind. Like what else is like like when I watch him race, it invokes like <laughs> fighter jets. Like it's just I don't know if it's always and I can tell you fireworks. It's not yeah. always the most effective approach but people will remember it (laughs) yeah he 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 managed to get right up to the start early he he was the first one at the single track nice he led the race the whole way yep um but he was he was riding with a fast bunch of kids oh yeah and um eventually the the kids in this group they kind of popped one by one yep until it was just just joe and yeah another morgan rider yep and and the Morgan rider was was riding behind Joe the whole time, and you knew he was thinking about trying to just pull ahead at the front first. Yep. Um, right at the end, the Morgan rider tries to make a move on Joe, and Joe wasn't having it. Nope. Joe absolutely shut him down. Stayed in front. Yep. And it got down to a sprint, and Joe just unleashed to the lions, and yep. Was I mean, it was it was almost a photo finish, but. My goodness, I lost my voice and about yeah. exploded my blood vessels watching that race. But way to go, Joe. Super cool race. Um, I got to tell you, we, that approach does work sometimes because it is psychologically devastating to try and follow a rider who rides that way because it's so scary. Like someone who has like like a Luca Schwartzbauer. Can you imagine how scary it would be to ride with somebody who has that kind of power on tap? Like, I don't realize these other kids just pop off because they're like, there's no way. I mean, look at this. Like, you watch guys like that climb, and it's like, yeah. Like, performances like that are, are what people remember. Yeah, it was yeah. it was super fun. It was super definitely the cool. most entertaining race of the day. Oh, yeah. Um, we also had, like, in our in the junior high kids, um, junior Devo kids, uh, Quinn Profsky won advanced junior Devo, and she's just, man, she's something Write else. that name down. Yeah. Write that name down. <laughs> And then her buddy, um, Zoe LeClaire, got third. And those two, they're good friends. They ride together all the time. Um, Once yeah. again, not a coincidence. Yeah. they're Look at the Strava. Awesome, awesome riders. Yeah, so, uh, gosh, that's just Region 2. Um, region 3, I wasn't there, Powder Mountain, but just the same thing. Just amazing results. Powder Mountain's so, an epic place, too. It's so beautiful. It's so cool. So the Varsity Boys, um, on the podium, we had Dane Cowan winning coming first Colin De La Garza um, Cole Horner and some other kid and then Carter Buck yep so four of the five on the on the podium four to five on the podium four out of four no surprises yeah um, all great writers uh, and in and, 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 um, it was even kind of more exciting even in like uh, in the girls varsity the top four spots were also Maybird writers we had Eva Gillespie, Sienna Peterson, Brooklyn Schallenberger, and Alcee Knapp. Oh, just hitters. Hitters. Every single one. Yeah. Yeah. Top four spots on the girls' varsity podium. Yeah. So. Um, it's what we do. 
And then one of my favorite writers, uh, Lauren Montague, won JVA. Which is, I remind people, like, if you come from my Nike years, JV was kind of like, oh, well, you didn't get into varsity or whatever. But, like, JVA is an insanely legit race to win. That's a, that's, it's a BFD, as they'd say. It's a big friggin' deal. <laughs> like, good, and I saw that on Instagram too, Lauren. Again, not a surprise. But you know, you Lauren check the Strava and you'll like, see why. I, she is just like the happiest, friendliest, funnest. You know, she, she is easy to root for. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. And fun to and, watch her race too. And the Montague family, I just can't say enough good things about them. They, like, Ken, is one of the funnest people to talk to about bike stuff because he's always like in the know before most people are about oh, stuff. Yeah. He's he'd probably make a better podcast host than I would, Joe. Probably. Yeah. Um no. and, and also I want to thank them too. Like on my birthday they sent me a video with a bunch of the Corner Canyon kids singing happy birthday to me. And it just I sent it to Joe too and it just made my day. So Oh yeah. Um way to go. And then and then we had Stella Gillespie coming third in the JVA race and also probably just the sweetest, nicest. Living up to that family name, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, we've spent like a lot of time on that, but it was just such, a, such an awesome day. And again, moral of the story is like hard work pays off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, if things didn't go your way, let's, let's get to work. You know, there's, um, you know, basically, so after after your Nike race is done, just rest a few days, you know, rest Sunday, rest Monday, maybe an easy ride Tuesday. But then Wednesday through Wednesday, hit, hit it, it hard. Hit it hard. Hit it real hard. Freshen up for the next race. And, you can remember, it's a states is a ways away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's you know, and again, and, and you know, if if things went well yesterday, states is a ways away. You're, you're not, nothing's guaranteed. And if things didn't go well yesterday, states is a ways away. Nothing's guaranteed, you know, like, and, and one more time, if yesterday didn't go your way and you're doing everything right, keep rolling the dice, like statistics and probability work, you know, there, things aren't always going to work out. Mountain bike racing is, is, is not math. Um, it's not going to work every time, yeah. but we, you have bad days and some can be explained yeah. and some can't. Yep. Yeah. So it's all good. Don't, don't be sitting here stressing. Everything's fine. I promise. Really. All right. So, um, really quick, I and and this we won't take a huge amount of time on this. I wanted to follow up. Um, I told you guys a while ago. We did that episode with Andrew. We talked about our system for classifying cross country bikes. My resource for this is almost done. It's been super nerdy. And for your quiz today, Dan, I have a little bit of data, and I, I just want to kind of see, you know, what what you your expectations for this are. Um, I cataloged the travel geometry and suspension systems for every single bike on the market today that is at least marketed as a cross-country bike and the previous generation of that bike. And I've got all those numbers. And um, so basically for this generation of cross-country bike and the last generation, what do you think the median amount of front travel is? For this generation? This generation and last so and we have bikes going all the way back to like 2017 on this list. of cross country, like race cross yeah, country? Yeah, cross country race bikes. Actual race bikes? Yes. Bikes marketed as cross country bikes. Aren't there only like 
isn't it either 100 or 120? Like, how can there be a median of that? There are bikes out there with 130 now. Yeah, but those aren't cross-country bikes. Mm, the, that's the, so that's the whole point of this exercise. But what do you think that number came out to? Okay, well, what I consider an actual cross-country bike, I would say it's 110, which isn't that common. <clears throat> 110 is more and more common. It's 120. And Okay, and if you have kind of figure in the... the the not very like the not ever win a race cross country bike. This is median, um, not average. That's why I ask. That's why this number is particularly interesting. Okay, I, yeah, I guess I can see 120. 120. If you're counting bikes that don't really count as cross country bikes. In my Ooh, opinion. this is okay. Dan's opinions on this are yeah. Uh, Hundred is still the median for the rear though. So um, yeah, that that was interesting to me. And then I also want to just really quick. You are riding a previous generation Cannondale Scalpel SI. Um, with a hundred mil fork, your head tube angle is, let me pull this up, 69.5. You're running a 120, so it's probably about 69. So your bike has a 69 degree head tube angle. What do you think the median head tube angle in this uh, group is? Um, 71? 71. So you think it's steeper? You think the median cross-country oh, bike is steeper than yours? So I, meant, I went backwards. Let's say 68. <laughs> it's 67.5. Okay. And if you only count like this generation of bikes, I bet it would be like 66.5 or something like that. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, this, I just wanted to kind of, I haven't forgot about this. This project is coming. Andrew and I are getting together today and figure out how to do the math on this to actually categorize these. But I did want to not close the loop on that because it's not closed. Um, but yeah, some really interesting stuff we're finding with that. Um, I want to leave you though with as much time as possible for this topic. And really quick, you said this might be a two-parter. Oh, this for sure is a two-parter. This will for sure. So yeah, we won't explore every fat. I mean, this is its own science these days. Like you can get a degree in sleep science from a lot of places, can't you? Like it's, it's. No, no, it's like usually like a sleep doctor is another type of doctor that specializes in, in sleep. Right. Um, you know, like, like often it's like a neurologist that kind of has an emphasis in sleep right. specialty. Or, You'd probably do like a fellowship in it or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge topic and, you know, um, I've done, I mean, it's something that affects me a lot because I've struggled with sleep. I'm a, I've always been like a super light sleeper and, um, I, I'm tired a lot. I don't think I always get the best. I, I fall asleep easy, but wake up easy. Which is, as, as a kid, I remember your sleep schedule being bad. Like you getting oh, yeah. really minimal amounts of sleep when you were running your business, right? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> um, yeah, like and I think everyone's going to kind of reach a point in your life where you've got so much to do. It's like an easy thing to neglect to sleep. You know, if yes. you've got more stuff to do, you just neglect your sleep. But. Cause you can stay alive on a fairly small amount of sleep, but you can't thrive on it basically. Right. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> like, like most of the information I, I got, I got from a book that I just can't recommend highly enough. Um, I'll talk about that in a second, but in this book, he compares sleep to like, or, or like inadequate sleep to like rust. Oh, interesting. You know, like, like if you have a little bit of rust on your car today, not a huge problem. Right. But in a year, it's going to be a bigger problem. And in five years, like I remember in high school, my <coughs> sister had a car that had a, like had rusted so bad that like in a rainstorm, like water would splash on your feet while you were driving. Nice. And 
you know, and so rust can be like really, really bad once, yeah. you know, over time it gets worse and worse. So, um, but yeah, like I went through a period of my life where, where I was running a business and just working way too much, you know, just waking up at 4 a.m. and going to sleep at midnight. Yeah. Just getting just a few. And, and it was just always a solution. You know, you need to get more done. You just sleep less and you can get yep. more done. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I was, I did the whole working full time, going to school and wanting to ride bikes and I would be doing night rides that ended at 1130 PM, you know, or like spinning till midnight, you know, like, and if I had to go back, would I do things differently? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing what I know now and just kind of seeing what inadequate sleep has done to me and my health, I would, I would absolutely spend less time doing other things and more time sleeping. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so sleeping's kind of an important thing to me and well, kind of, that's kind of, wow. Way to undersell it. We're like 45 seconds into this section, Dan, and you're already like underselling yourself. Yeah. No, this topic is just huge. And, and like I said, out of all the things I think we've talked about on this podcast, I almost feel bad it's taken us this long to get to this subject because this for some of you could be it (laughs) it yeah Yeah. it could be the it could be what's keeping you from being as good as you can be so yeah super excited to talk about it i should say really quick like beyond athletics this isn't i've I've heard this a lot of people say this is like at the core of a lot of just ordinary people's health problems is like americans don't sleep enough you know like isn't this is like a like almost an epidemic in a lot of ways you know you like fill in the blank medical condition you know, is it is at least exacerbated by lack of sleep. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. From like high blood pressure to cancer to anything to a common cold. There's some tie in to some extent huge, to not sleep. Some tie, yeah. Like a major tie in to the mm. amount of sleep you're getting. Um, like, like, for example, shift work is considered a carcinogen. Is it really? Oh, yeah. It's like the top carcinogen. Really? really? Yeah. Is it actually the top carcinogen? I believe like so. Like more yeah. than smoking and lung cancer? It's it's up there with like... We'd have to qualify well, it's, this. Okay, occupational carcinogen. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's up there wow. with like firefighting and yeah. Interesting. So, okay. But, you know, and so I've done like, I've done like a lot of learning about sleep and, but by far the best information I've got and, and just, I, I would, and this is a book I think everyone should like go invest like 12 bucks on Apple iBooks or whatever. And Apple iBooks. That's not helping with the whole reading glasses and then calling it Apple iBooks, Dan. That's your, mm, okay. Make, make it easy for me. Okay. Stop, stop hanging fruit. Okay. Uh, really good book. I just can't recommend it enough. It was, um, it's like everything I had been kind of learning was just like nicely and concisely put into a really easy to understand format. And, and this guy is just super entertaining and, and funny, but it's, it's called the sleep solution by Chris winter MD. And he's a neurologist and he, he's, he specializes in like, um, you know, like, like sleep for athletes and so forth. He's done Mm. like a lot of high profile athletes and, um, but really interesting guy, really good book. And, a lot of my information I've just kind of got from there. So, um, but one thing he, he points out in his book is that like sleep is something that happens within your brain. 
your brain controls your sleep. It's not like your body just shuts down. It's like there's something in your brain. It's a neurological process. That controls that. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and it's one of our, our three pillars of health that we can control. And those three pillars are, do you want to try to guess what they are? Nutrition, exercise, and sleep. Exactly. Did I actually get that? That's exactly Sweet. it. Okay. You know, those, those three pillars are just kind of like, you know, the, the analogy of like a stool, you know, you have to have the, at least the three legs to hold it. To be healthy, you really have to be in control. Of those any things. one of those is off, you're yeah, off. That's not yeah. a very good stool. So, um, so let's talk about why we need good sleep. And, um, and I, I think everyone out there realizes sleep is important, but I think where it's, where we kind of compared it to like rust, where the, the effects are sometimes kind of slow, but right. accumulate over time. Right. I think that's why it's easy to ne- neglect. Um, but let's talk about some of the, the benefits of improving our sleep and making sure we get good quality sleep. Um, one is, you know, it's, there's a system called the glymphatic system, which is, it's basically a recently discovered channel, like s- series of channels that remove waste and metabolites from our nervous system. And Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And... As if I understand what that means. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Well, basically, you know, because there's like the lymphatic system that kind of removes, the, that removes waste. Our circul- circulatory system can remove waste. This actually is what removes waste and, and build up from, from our nervous system. And it, it will remove the like amyloid beta, which is what accumulates in the brain when someone goes into Alzheimer's. Amyloid, is that like a protein, right? Yeah, it's it's like it's what accumulates in the brain for Alzheimer's. Oh, patients. like like plaques yeah. almost, right, in the brain, right? Um, I'm not sure if it's not. I'm huh. not exactly sure what it is, but that's um, this is removed about sixty percent faster while we're asleep than awake. Just wow, that's so that's not insignificant. Yeah, wow, that's huge. Um, like while we're asleep, particularly deep sleep. Um, a lot of our desirable epigenetic traits are expressed during during that time. Um, one of the one of the main reasons for deep sleep, one of the coolest things, is is human growth hormone is released. Okay, um, we'll talk about this a little bit more in a second. But human growth hormone is is it's it's a banned substance. Like if you inject yourself with it, you like WADA will you know find out, and you can't be a professional athlete. That's like a it's like a common performance enhancer that people use, right? Yeah, it is. And, and it's, it's basically what improves our immune system. And, and our immune system is what helps us recover and adapt from training. So that, that's a huge thing right there. And the interesting thing about human growth hormone is humor, human growth hormone helps us sleep. Okay, so if we have adequate amounts of human growth hormone we sleep better but it's also when we're in deep sleep that we create human growth hormone Ooh, one of those virtuous cycle things so, yeah it's like this virtuous cycle thing um uh we'll talk about it a little more in a second but that's that's a huge deal um i, w- I was joking with miles that i was in the next podcast i was going to talk about doping yeah sleeping really 
is a healthy legal way to yeah well or like put it this way like no one who has ever doped hasn't optimized their sleep first you know like it's one of those things that you know is is it's probably like the most foundational thing that people don't care about especially young athletes oh absolutely you know, I, I loop myself into this. I'm, you know, I'm really, really bad at staying up way too late and then just getting up early so I can have my day done in time to ride, which is kind of a stupid way to do things if you zoom out, huh? You know, and, you know, as we adapt to training, part of that process is cell regeneration. That happens when we're asleep. Um, just, you know, it's just to kind of oversimplify it. Basically, magic happens during quality sleep. Okay. You say quality sleep because not all sleep is created equal, right? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, we'll talk about that in just a second. I was trying different. to give you such a good segue, Dan. Oh, yeah, but that came way too early. Okay. All right. <laughs> segue me again. Um, so some of the negative aspects of not getting enough sleep are, you know, weight gain's a huge one. Um, you know, people that go to bed past midnight is linked to obesity. Um, as... As our sleep duration decreases, weight tends to increase. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because um, there's there's a hormone um, ghrelin that's that is responsible for increasing our appetite. When we're deprived of sleep, that production goes up, and leptin, which is what causes us to feel full, that goes down. Now this makes sense. Like that totally makes sense that your body would do that though, right? Because you're like, oh, I'm being I'm being deprived of sleep. I need more energy to compensate, right? Yeah. And energy is calories. And if you have a sedentary lifestyle and you're the average American who's staying up too late, you know, working at you know a desk job where you're sitting down, being more hungry all day, like that's this kind of vicious cycle on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you've you've felt that before when you've been kind of sleep deprived. You're hundred percent. Yeah. And you know what? It's like, it's like, you know what you want is like, I want, I want fast, easy carbs. Oh you yeah. Know? You're not like craving vegetables and <clears throat> no. tuna. You're, you're craving like, yeah. Well, not even craving, like cravings. Are, it's like your body's like, no, I need this. You're depriving me of this. You know, like this is, it, it all makes like evolutionary sense. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta, you know, something's gotta give somewhere. Right. You know, like, and like sleep deprivation, it impairs your judgment. And that's why like how many people make smart purchases after midnight? You know. Oh, you t- or you like the or you like like texting your ex, right? Like it's like all of these. Or, yeah, I've, I even saw something where somebody was comparing like uh, sleep deprived driving as being similarly dangerous to like drunk driving or texting while driving. You know, like it's it's well, yeah. I mean, because uh, like basically, if you're sleep deprived, your body eventually will make you sleep no matter what you're doing. Yeah, eventually, right? Yeah, and that could be driving. You know, so yeah. Um, probably sleep deprivation is probably hardest on your heart and your brain. Okay. Um, you know, it can cause arrhythmias. It can cause high blood pressure. It can cause arrhythmias. Yeah. That's really scary. Wow. Um, cause that's it, like an immediately dangerous medical yeah. condition, huh? Yeah. It can lead to depression, anxiety. It, it impairs your blood sugar regulation, um, it's obviously harmful to your immune system. Oh yeah. Um, and, but, but probably m- mostly it's, it's hard in your brain and, you know, in your, your cognition and so forth. So I, there's just no way to tell you guys how important sleep really is. Um, 
And <clears throat> so sleep is one of our primary three drives. Um, those, those being, you know, food and water is the first one. Reproduction is the second one. And third is the sleep. Wow. Third is sleep. Um, it's something that, like I said, you know, if, if you need sleep, your body will force it on you. Yeah. Whether you're in class or whether you're driving down the freeway at 60 miles an hour, pulling a boat or something, it can. Let's just really quick. Don't drive drowsy. Yeah. It should be obvious, yeah. but like. Pull over, take a nap. I've, I've done it. I've caught myself on a drive before driving down to St. George, like, you know, like in, in October, or was, was this last winter, driving down to St. George and just being too tired to drive and then catching myself almost falling asleep once and just pulling over and telling Andrew, like, you got to drive, man. Like, however tired you are, I'm too tired to drive, you know? Well, yeah. Pull over, take a nap. Yep. Or something. Not good. Don't do what I did. Don't be yeah. stupid. Sorry to derail so, you a little bit there. I feel like we need to do those PSAs every now and again, you know, <laughs> but yeah. In case, in case you're an idiot like me, don't drive drowsy. <laughs> That's a bad so, idea. This is this is a concept that I think I've struggled with in the past, and I think a lot of people might be able to relate. And really, really interesting is sleep perception. So have you been, like, I don't love camping or backpacking. And, you know, there's parts of it I love, but I don't like the bugs. Yeah. I don't, I don't like not having a shower. Okay. And... I don't like sleeping, trying to sleep when I'm camping. I'm liking it less and less as I get older. Yeah. yeah. I love camp. the scenery. I love the hike up. Like if I could hike up to a hotel, that would be the best. But. Well, do I have a town for you, Dan? <laughs> Freaking Park City. I'm not, don't get me rolling on that. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Because yeah, even like comfortable car camping, you know, I was I was camping with, with you know, Tessa and, and Jacob and Andrew and... Yeah, I was like I was just like we were there for two nights, and I was like, I feel like garbage. But some people like, love it, and I get it. And I used to, yeah, I used to love it. When I don't I want to yuck anyone's yum. Is my favorite <laughs> saying now. Um, but yeah, no, I, but, I I know what you're saying. So when I go camping, have you ever been camping and like you're pretty sure that you don't sleep the entire night? Yeah, it feels, or you're like, whoa, I just stayed up all night, even if you maybe didn't like. Yeah, and that's the thing, and and that's what I kind of used to think. I kind of used to think that like when I would go to sleep. And I would tell my wife all the time, I'm like, I like if I was stressed about something, I'd be like, I did not sleep at all last night. Like I was just laying in bed. Which whole, usually isn't true. Like you're usually getting little intermittent windows of sleep that you're unconscious of, right? Yes, exactly. Like your brain's yeah. not always aware like, of stage one sleep. Like right? if you actually were awake the whole night, it would seem like a really, really long night. That's yeah. like driving to California or something. Yeah. Um, and and so like um a lot of people are sleeping, but not realizing it. Yeah. And so there's kind of like psychological effects of that. Like when you go camping and you feel like you're up all night, what's really happening is, you know, you're sleeping lightly. And when you have light sleep, a lot of times you don't really perceive it. Right. Cause you're, you're waking up and falling asleep all the time and not really recognizing when you're actually falling asleep versus waking up. And you might wake up every single hour and, you know, and you might get this bout of right. two or three hours of of sleep that you just aren't even aware of, you know? So you kind of feel like you're up all night, but... Well, and this is interesting because this, and, and really quick before I tell this story, for all you nurses and firefighters out there who work, do crazy overnight shifts, so this will sound mild to you, but I had my first international travel experience this summer. I went to um, France and I was up. I'd never been jet lagged before. I've never done a long flight. Flew the direct 10-hour flight from Salt Lake to Paris, right? 
And I was actually truly awake up and walking around and doing stuff for 28 hours, I think. And it was one of the worst things I've ever done. I was, I was fully hallucinating. Like, like Tessa will, you know, like, uh, she'll tell you, I, we were sitting in this beautiful garden somewhere. I was like, I need to sit down. I'm so tired. And I was like, whoa, did you see that lightning out there? And she's like, what, what lightning? And I was like, no, do you see there's like a lightning storm out there? And she's like, there's, there's nothing out. Like I was hallucinating lightning all over the sky for the next hour. Like it's, it's a really kind of scary place to be. And again, I know like J- my brother Jacob's listening to this being like, oh, 28 hours, that's the longest you've ever stayed up. I do that all the time, right? But I'm like, well, you're also going to get cancer apparently because <laughs> that's insanely bad for you, right? Like that's not compatible with high level athletics. It's not really compatible with being like a healthy, normal person, let alone what our kids are doing, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, actually missing an entire night of sleep is pretty rare. Yeah. And, and you'll... Feel it. Like I was gonna say, yeah. you'll hallucinate. Like, like yeah, if, if if that's the first, like for me, it was the first time I'd actually ever. You're been gonna up. fall asleep standing up. It's like, bad. It's not yeah. a good time. So that's the point. Is even if you guys think you don't sleep very well, sometimes you sleep a lot better than you think. You're just not perceiving it. Yeah. And when you don't perceive it, you don't really get to enjoy it. And and there, there's kind of a psychological thing there where you know it, it puts pressure on you because you don't think you sleep. So if you don't think you sleep, it makes it harder for you to sleep and. And so just realize that you probably might be sleeping more than you think if you okay. if you think you're not sleeping very well. On the flip side, is can you be sleep you I imagine a lot of people sleep worse than they realize too though, right? Yeah, that yeah. It, Did I segue that's, you improperly well, that's, again? That's kind of artificial sleep. Oh, which okay. is like you're basically unconscious but you're not getting any of the magical benefits. And Ugh, that sucks. Know, and that's kinda of what what like we'll talk I was gonna talk about that in a sec, but that's kinda of what about like keep sleep, segueing you sleeping aids and alcohol will do. You know, you'll be uh, you'll like be unconscious. Sleep in quotation marks. You'll be right? unconscious but you won't be your brain won't be doing the magical brain waves and, and uh, so forth and it's kind of a waste of time. It's then, really huh? kind of a waste of time. Hmm. So um, in fact like if you want sleeping pills you're probably not gonna get them from a sleep specialist. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Probably get them from just because sedation's not the same as sleep. No. Right. Being unconscious is not good enough. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So that's sleep per- perception. Um, really quick, I just want to get this out there. How much sleep do you need? Mm. They say eight hours, right? The the answer is enough. Okay. And it, you know, so obviously it's that annoying. It depends thing. Right. But it's just kind of a general guideline. Teens, like most of the teens listening to this podcast need to be shooting for eight to ten hours of sleep like eight's the lowest right yeah and and it depends on your efficiency too like if you're an inefficient sleeper you might need more than that you know if if it takes you a little while to fall asleep and um and not eight hours in bed eight hours asleep yeah. if it takes you an hour to fall asleep you need to be in bed for nine eight hours to ten wow um, pro athletes usually get at least ten to eleven there's a story I, I i love with chris Froome. i read an interview where he it was an interview with his wife where she was like, part of Chris's job is to sleep. Like it's it's the same as if you know you you or I are sitting at a desk answering emails. Chris room needs to be sleeping, right? And so they had their kid, and she was like, this is just an understood, almost unspoken thing that like, you know, if you're Chris room and your goal is to win the Tour de France, you cannot be waking up every hour with a baby. Like yeah. it's your job, and you know he's making enough money that it's worth it for him, right? But like, his job is to sleep, and so that means he can't be getting up every hour. So his wife's basically th- you know saying you know, this is our job, um, or this is his job, and, like, he can't he can't do it. It's incompatible with what he's trying to do. It's not just a bad idea. It just doesn't work, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good example. Because um, it's, like, for, for a professional athlete, 
it's not optional. It's yeah. It's, it's part of it's part of your formula for success. Right. So let's talk a little bit about being tired versus being sleepy because there's oh there's a difference there's a meme about this because they say that like feeling sleepy is like a nice feeling where you're like oh you know i want to cuddle up in a ball on the couch and then being tired's awful like really being like tired like haggard at the end of a hard week or the end of finals or something is is sucks yeah so i thought this was interesting but these two terms are used interchangeably but they're really quite different yeah um so being tired there's a lot of things that can cause you to be tired. Mm-hmm. There's only three things that cause you to actually be sleepy. Oh. And and being tired is basically lacking energy. Okay. You know, you're you're almost just you just don't have enough of the energy substrates that make you feel energetic and you know, and you you feel kinda icky and like those days where you just want to lay on the couch and just scroll or on you just TikTok. Can't, get yourself to get out and go do a hard bike ride or something. You just, right. You just going up the stairs feels like a drag. That's right. That's being tired. Being sleepy is when you kind of have to fight to stay awake. That was like last night I was truly sleepy. I was like, I don't want to do anything. You know, usually I'm like, Oh, let's watch a movie and you know, let's go do something fun. I was like, no, I want to go to sleep. Yes. Yeah. Like if you're watching a movie and you keep nodding off. Yeah. That's sleepiness. Right. Like if you don't, feel like you can walk up the stairs or that's, go for a yeah. walk around the block. That's, that's tiredness. Tired. Yeah. And ton, there's tons and tons of causes for being tired. Um, it can be caused by like low testosterone, low energy balance, not enough, basically you don't just have enough energy in your system. Um, hypothyroidism, iron deficiency, overtraining, being sick, you know, lots of things. There's only three things that can cause actually being sleepy. Okay. And one is like certain drugs or medication. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then the, the, the next one is sleep deprivation. You're basically just not sleeping enough. Or three is sleep dysfunction. Oh, like insomnia. Yeah. I have a friend who suffers from insomnia and it's insanely debilitating to their life. And, and so, like, I noticed you just yawned. And it's funny you should see Joe during this podcast. He's, like, yawning all the time. I'm sorry. I, yeah. And I don't, I'm sure a lot of people. Don't read into that, Dan. Are yawning. But, yeah. But that basically means you are sleepy and you probably aren't getting enough sleep. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So if you're sleepy, you're either on medication, which probably not, or you're not getting enough sleep or the quality of your sleep isn't good enough. I, I wear a whoop. Let's find out. I am yawning. Um, this is not a spot for whoop or anything. I think it's overpriced, but cool. So they're definitely not paying us to say this. Um, I got seven hours and 34 minutes of sleep last night, which is, you know, it's not horrifyingly bad, but it's not great. And the vast majority of this was light sleep. But it's saying I did not get enough. Enough uh, deep sleep. Enough deep sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually not getting enough deep sleep that causes you to be tired. Interesting. I should look at this more, huh? I look at mine every morning. Yeah. Huh. Yet saying I only got an hour and 41 minutes of restorative sleep when I needed an hour and 50. So there we go. I need to go get nine minutes of restorative sleep and then I'll stop yawning. <laughs> or you could talk about something interesting. Those are our two options. <laughs> Just kidding, Dan. This is actually interesting. I'm Okay. So we have two opposing forces that regulate our sleep. One that causes us to sleep and one that causes us to be awake. Okay. And... <clears throat> 
when that balance is off for some reason, that's kind of what will create a sleeping disorder. Oh, okay. So what, what keeps us, what, what regulates sleep, there's, there's a part of our brain called the SCN, super long word. I don't even want to try to say it. Um, and that's kind of the center where sleep is regulated. And there's, there's two things that will cause us to, to sleep. And that's one, our homeostatic pressure and the other is our circadian rhythm. We'll talk about each of those really quick. Um, the homeostatic pressure, so we, when we did the caffeine episode, we talked about adenosine, which is a chemical that is released into our brain that as it accumulates, the more adenosine that accumulates in our brain, the sleepier we get. It's what causes us to sleep. And you know, we talked about how caffeine will block adenosine and it'll prevent us from sleeping. And so, so the more adenosine that accumulates in our brain, the more, I almost think of it almost like sleep currency. Like the more of that we have in our brain, the easier we'll be, the easier we'll be able to sleep. Now, there's the second part of that's a hormone called melatonin, which Which is, some people will be familiar with is like you can take melatonin tablets to yeah, help you sleep, like right? Yeah, it's like a supplement. And melatonin is like a hormone that's released by the by our brain that it's almost like the sleep switch. Mm. Like when that's released, it will cause us to sleep and the adenosine will allow us to sleep. And so um, one of the things that triggers melatonin is darkness. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when it's dark, that'll that'll trigger melatonin, which will, which will like I said, it's kind of like the switch that'll allow you to sleep. So, um, so those are the the two things that kind of help sleep. Then, then the next is our circadian rhythm, okay. which is a term you've probably heard. People of. throw that around a lot, and it's actually super important because, mm. and it's it's really cool because we all have everybody has a a natural twenty four hour clock. Hmm. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we do have like our time is based on a 24 hour period because our bodies have a 24 hour circadian rhythm. It's just slightly over yeah. 24 hours. Sun comes up to sun comes up, right? Yeah. Um, one an interesting thing about this, our circadian rhythm is it's kind of like um, it's, it's kind of like a clock that we have to check everyone. So back in the old days before we had iPhones, like, you'd look like people's clocks could be different, you know, and you'd have to right. like set it based. Like there was even a, a number you could call that would give you the time. And then you'd set your number, your clock based on. Oh that my gosh. Time. You telling me that with the reading glasses on is just an amazing image. I'm so sorry to <laughs> And, and our circadian rhythm is kind of like that. Like there's, there's certain things that kind of set our circadian rhythm and kind of calibrate it. And so like, and like the biggest one of those is light, like the light, like light in the morning will reset your circadian rhythm and darkness at night is another thing that'll kind of change that circadian rhythm. So your body, like if you have a normal schedule, will know that when it's light, it's time to wake up. And then when it gets dark, you're that, it's that time on your circadian clock that it's time to go to bed and fall asleep. You know, another thing that's this that helps kind of tune up our circadian rhythm is like our meals. You know, oh, okay. Like, like if you eat like a breakfast burrito or cereal or eggs or whatever, 
in the morning that kind of tells yourself that it's morning and then you know if you eat like spaghetti and meatballs that kind of tells you it's it's mm. nighttime you know like when you travel to france or something and you know your circadian clock is kind of off to what you know like mm-hmm. your circadian clock thinks it's like i, I have no idea like, yeah you're supposed to be eating breakfast or something. You're doing something else. It kind of messes with your clock. And well, that's what they say. The best thing to do for jet lag is just get on that new circadian rhythm as quickly as you can. Right? Like, don't like Tessa was telling. She's like, you can't fall asleep because it's going to destroy you for the next few days. Like, yeah. you have to stay up. You have to start wait till those meals at that time. And wait so. till nighttime in France and then go um, to bed. Right? Yeah. So, so circadian rhythm is what controls that homeostatic pressure. Hmm. And you know, it keeps that adenosine from making you sleep at the wrong times. And it allows the adenosine to help you sleep at the right times. And this is why it is so important. I hope if I just bored everyone right there, it's time to start listening. This is why it's so important to have a regular sleep schedule and right. a regular waking up schedule. Right. Because otherwise you're confusing your circadian rhythm. Yeah. It's like it's important to have nurses and their job is necessary and the way it works is necessary. I'm so grateful for them. But that's, it's, that's a huge personal sacrifice that they make to do that work. Absolutely. And I think people kind of forget that. What a big, or, or like doctors or medical residents is the other one people are talking about a lot now that like a lot of things that we just kind of have to have for society to work. You know, I, I'd imagine like cops too. Like, you know, they can't be nine to five. You know, like that's a significant, like a considerable sacrifice to do that is your sleep regularity. Right. Absolutely. And right now, you guys are students and athletes. Take advantage of yep. the chance that at this point in your life, you can actually have a consistent bedtime and a consistent wake up time. Like your and 20s are probably going to be worse for a lot of you than your teenage years trying to balance school and other stuff. Like, yeah, consistent bedtime, consistent wake up time. Yeah. Can't overemphasize yeah. how important that is. Won't be perfect all the time. Like, there's going to be times where you're yeah. up later or whatever. But. If, you know, 95% of the time, you know, nights you're falling asleep around the same time and waking up around the same time. Yeah, don't stay up late on weekends. Don't yeah. wake up late on weekends. And like, don't stay up for stupid reasons. Like, if it's if it's prom, stay up till three in the morning, whatever, right? But if it's Minecraft, probably don't no, stay up till three prom, in the morning. If it's prom, I'll let you stay up till 1130. Oh, okay. Most nights, you, let's say 10. Oh, but, okay, but you get, the, you get the point, right? Like, don't stay up late playing video games yeah. or on TikTok. Like, that's dumb. Don't stay up late doing something you wouldn't wake up early to do. Oh, there you go. You're sounding so old, Dan. Jeez. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about the forces that cause us to sleep. There's an opposing force that keeps us awake, and that um, sleep doctors refer to it as vigilance, um, but you could also think of it as arousal. Okay. And, and like an example of this, like, you could be really, really sleepy, but like if you're driving and you're super, super sleepy and then you all of a sudden almost get in a crash, all of a sudden you're going to be aroused. Right. You know, even though you've got the same amount of adenosine in your brain. Right. You're all of a sudden aroused because, you know, because like stress and anxiety will arouse you and right. keep you awake. Right. Um, and so arousal is good during the day, during, you know, when your circadian rhythm wants you to be awake arousal is bad if you're trying to fall asleep right um you know like another example you know if you're like watching a super scary movie that's exciting and it's a fight you'll probably be aroused versus like the dialogue scenes yeah yeah um and so so yeah arousal super like and like i just mentioned you know if you're if you have difficulty sleeping 
you might have too much arousal when you're trying to sleep, which is a lot of times why it's really bad to have like your cell phones out or watch movies or stuff before you go to bed because yeah, because it'll increase your arousal when you're trying to not be aroused and be asleep. Oh, okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, so let's talk about sleep stages. This is super interesting, super cool. Um, our, our sleep kind of goes in, they, they refer to as kind of waves or stages. They're usually about 90 minutes, but that ranges greatly between yeah. individuals. Um, and there's mainly three different stages of sleep. There's light sleep, deep sleep, and REM or dream sleep. Okay. So, uh, let's talk about light, light sleep first. Which, you again, you're not always aware of, right? Yeah, sometimes you can be sleeping lightly and not even know it. Um, light sleep is not restorative. It's not... Like, if all you're getting is light sleep, that's not good sleep. Yeah. It's better than... Probably better nothing. than nothing. But. Yeah. In fact, even just resting... Like, if you have a night where you... Like, say it's a night before a big race. If you're just resting and, and, and meditating and not stressed, even if you're not actually asleep, there's still a lot of benefits to just laying down and resting. You know, so, um, but but light sleep isn't as restorative as deep sleep and doesn't have the cognitive benefits of REM sleep. But light sleep is a necessary stage of sleep because it's kind of the in-between stages of sleep. Like you can't go directly from being awake into a deep sleep without, that's a, that's a problem if you do. And same with like REM sleep. Like you can't go, like if you go directly from being awake to REM sleep, mm. That means you're just you're overly tired. Yeah, something's off. Yeah, not good. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's kind of like um, narcolepsy. It's like basically. Sleep takes time, is what you're saying, yeah. right? So you really, yeah. So the light sleep is important. Um, during light sleep, you you will still be unconscious, okay. but you wake up super easily. Right. Um, this is kind of like like you'll do a lot more tossing and turning during light sleep, um, or maybe like on a plane. I'd imagine. Like if you're on a long flight, you're probably getting little bits of light sleep here yeah. and there without realizing it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and, and like I say, yeah, sometimes people, people confuse light sleep with not sleeping. Right. Um, but yeah, it's really your transitional phase between the deep sleep and the REM sleep. Like you can't go from deep sleep to REM sleep. You just have to have that transitional phase of light sleep between it. So deep sleep is awesome. It's... So like, and, and a lot of times it's referred to as deep wave sleep because like they, they measure brain waves during, during this, this type of sleep. So like when, when we're awake, our brain waves, it's almost compared to like, like think of you're like a party. Okay. And there's a lot of people at this party talking and there's like 15, 20 different conversations going on. You can't really make anything out. Yeah, people are talking, but you can't. It just sounds yeah, like... Yeah, it's just kind of like a yeah. white noise almost. That's kind of like our brain wave waves when we're awake. But during deep wave sleep, it's almost like everyone at that party stops talking and just one person starts giving a speech. Yeah, okay. You know, and so really all it is, like it's like your brain waves when you're awake, there's just a bunch of these little waves all over the place. When you're asleep, it's just one big, huge wave that kind of repeats over and over again. And it's very, very, it's like a very primitive brainwave, almost like I've heard it compared to like an earthworm, earthworm's brainwaves or something. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Ugh. 
Yeah, it's kind of like your lizard brain, you know, your deep, your deep, dark, like the deep, dark brain that doesn't come out when you're awake, huh? Yeah. Um, During deep sleep, our, you know, our breathing and our heart rate slow down drastically, which is, I think, how like sleep monitors kind of measure that if we're we're in that phase. Um, This type of sleep usually happens during the first half of the night. You know, kind of when you go to bed, you'll kind of have some like some light sleep. And then during that first part of the night is when you get the majority of your deep sleep. Okay. Um, when you're in deep sleep, it's really hard to wake. If someone's deep sleep, it's really hard to wake them up. That's when you'll sleep through an alarm Yeah. or, or, you know, like a kid that, you know, you get home from grandma's house and their dad can carry him into the house without waking him up. Kids are really good at deep sleep. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, during deep sleep, though, is when, especially for an endurance athlete, is when the magic happens. Mm. This is when our body produces human growth hormone, which is responsible for our recovery and our immune system. Um, if you're not getting enough deep sleep, you're probably getting sick a lot. This is when our cells regenerate. This is when you actually, if you're getting enough deep sleep, this is when you feel like this is the restorative sleep. It's when the next day you feel like awake and alert. Right. Um, this is super important for endurance athletes. And this really is the magic. This is what we really need as endurance athletes. Um, the next stage is REM sleep or dream sleep. Um, this is our brain waves during REM sleep are similar to like when we're awake. Yeah. Because you dream, you're almost like experiencing this yeah. experience that isn't actually happening, right? And and it's interesting when we're when we're in a REM state of sleep, we're actually paralyzed, like we don't move. And I think this is how our sleep monitors kind of or like w- where you have like people describe those waking nightmares where they like open their eyes. If but they you can't wake, move. yeah, if you wake up during REM sleep, that's bad. Okay, that's why we always have the transitional phases of light sleep between. Like if you're woken up during REM sleep, it's not good. Okay. Yeah, that's like, that's like when people kind of act out their dreams or do crazy. Right. Yeah, that's a sleeping disorder. So okay, and um, and REM sleep that's rapid eye movement, right? That's the yeah. sequence stage where your eyes are moving all over the place. Mm-hmm. Super creepy. Okay. You can actually watch people's eyes do it as they sleep in there. Um. Yeah. It re- yeah. REM sleep normally comes after deep sleep. You know, between a transition period of light sleep. Um, this part of sleep is imperative for like our brain function and like our memory and cognition and so forth. So if you're a student, this is the type of sleep that is just critical for you. Um, like they'd always tell us before standardized testing, make sure you get a good night's sleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. So where you guys are student athletes, you really need to make sure your sleep's quality enough that you're getting good deep sleep and you're also getting good REM sleep too. I mean, we're talking to the group of people who's like needs sleep the most. The most. Right? Yes. Like the combination of things that you guys are doing with your lives right now and where your bodies are at. Yeah. Like uh, another interesting thing about um, REM sleep is REM sleep help helps regulate pain perception. Really? If you're getting good REM sleep, you have a better tolerance to pain. Interesting. Which for endurance athletes is... Which evolutionarily makes sense. If your body's being sleep deprived, it can't handle as much, right? Okay. Yeah. This is interesting stuff. Um, one thing to point out too, like, so say you've got a big race and, and you're having, like a lot of times we have a hard time 
sleeping before a big race, right? Oh yeah, super stressed. Super stressed. Um, this, I'd compare that to like like your diet. You know, like like if you were eating like fish and vegetables most and salads and potatoes most days, like if you occasionally have a Twinkie, you're still gonna be a. If you occasionally have a day where you just eat Lucky Charms. You're you're still gonna be okay. Overall. Things are fine, right? You know? So like if you have like one bad night's sleep. As, as far as your endurance performance is going to go, you're going to be fine. Right. What a bad night's sleep can sometimes impair is your coordination. Oh, okay. Interesting. You know, so, yeah. So, like, I was, if, you, if you're, like, a figure skater or something, you really want to yeah. make sure that you're getting good REM sleep before before a big event. But if it's Lodija, though, yeah, probably if it's Lodija, okay. Yeah, if you don't sleep the night before Lodija, you're yeah, probably It's fine, okay. yeah. Um. Yeah, so just if just kind of a few thoughts to kind of wrap things up. Uh, next next week we're going to talk a little bit more about how to improve our sleep. Today we're mostly just talking about like the different stages and how important sleep is. Um few things to point out is is we mentioned earlier artificial sleep is bad sleep. Right. Um most sleeping specialists really aren't going to just give you sleeping pills if you're having trouble sleeping. Yeah. They're going to work more on kind of the mental side and reducing some of that arousal before you go to bed. Oh, and environmental. Like they say, like a cool, dark room. You don't want to be too hot when you're sleeping. We're going to focus a lot on that stuff next week. But but drugs sedate you, but they don't help you get awesome quality sleep. In the absence of a medical condition, that's not like, like for you guys. Yeah. You know, and one of the probably worst things you can do for your sleep is actually alcohol. Yeah. Um, lots of good reasons not to start drinking. This is probably one of the biggest ones. Okay. Is alcohol kind of gives you counterfeit sleep mm. and really, really impairs your REM sleep. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So there's not not a, not a lot of good reasons f- for that. Um, another thing I want to point out too is caffeine. Mm. And let me just emphasize, caffeine is not a substitute for sleep. No. And I would encourage you guys to like, you know, if, if you're using caffeine, make sure you're limiting it to the morning. Okay. You know, it's fine as something to maybe kind of reset your circadian rhythm in the morning. Right. But I can't think of a good reason for caffeine after lunch. It's just yeah. going to make, it's just going to worsen the quality of your sleep. So that's, that's just, and we'll talk a little bit more about this next week. I just wanted to kind of throw these out there. Um, but it, it's kind of a, a final thought, um, Chris Winter, the guy that wrote the the book um, that we've been talking about, about um, he said something in an interview that I thought was just fascinating. Someone asked him, you know, how much could improving sleep help an endurance athlete? And his response was, if you have an endurance athlete that is getting has terrible sleep habits which I think a lot of you yeah. probably fall into that. He said that if you're able to improve your sleep quality to a sufficient point, you could improve your performance by up to 25%. That's huge. huge. That's huge. Huge. Wow. This is a big deal. So parents, like I remember growing up, like there were kids that their parents didn't give them a curfew and they were allowed to stay up as yeah, late yeah, as yeah. they wanted. I always thought those parents were so cool. Parents... Like, or kids, if your parents have given you a curfew, 
they are the cool parents. Yeah. Like, you know, go out at night and have fun with your friends, but have fun until 10 o'clock. Yep. Like, you can, you really you can squeeze need, a lot of fun in you before can squeeze, then. squeeze a lot of fun in before 10. You really don't need to stay up till midnight or heaven forbid one o'clock yeah. doing stupid things. Like this is one of those things you just have to choose. You can't have both. And you know, if racing is less important, you want like fine, but like you cannot expect to have top level athletic performance in, you know, in the absence of good quality sleep. Yeah. So if you do have a curfew, I want you to go thank your parents for it. There you go. That's 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 good parenting right there. But yeah, um, let's let's leave it at that. We'll, we'll follow up with. Will this be next week? We this want to do the rest be, of this. I think, yeah, I think we'll keep talking okay. about sleep next week. In in the short term, you know, especially after you guys have just have a, had a race, let's let's work on having a consistent bedtime, a consistent wake up time. Um, put the phones down before you go to bed. Let's get some good deep sleep and let's let the magic from all your hard work and training happen. I mean, that's basically you're, you're cashing your paychecks while you're asleep. So send in some questions, ask us about napping night before race Napping's and gonna sleep. Be a fun yeah. One to talk about. Yeah. Throw, throw the questions out and we will look forward to talking to you guys next week. Uh, secret word, secret word, nap, nap is the secret okay. word. That's a good one. Okay. All right. Okay. We will talk to you folks soon.